0: I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hello we are officially relaunching Hello. Beauty Bosses. Hello. Hello. And I am so excited to have Hannah Stella, the amazing writer and TikTok personality. Yes. And how else do you describe yourself?
1: Hermes bag collector. Yeah. <laughs> According to the New York Post, I'm a writer and working collector. So, right. I love that. Put that for on you. My I love that for us.
0: <laughs> um, and you're a sailor too now yes
1: yes a little amateur still but I am a sailor as well okay. which is very different from New York I got divorced and I guess decided to cast myself on my own version of the simple life um and I'm living on a boat and sailing and cooking and now I'm back in New York for a while okay and how does it feel to be back in New York it's really good you know I um moved here when I was 18. And so it's really home. I've lived here almost as long. Actually, I, I didn't live in Texas for a year um, when I was in high school. And so I actually like lived in New York about as long as I lived in Texas. So it's really kind of where I'm from now. Wow. Did you feel
0: like getting on a boat and getting away from everything was kind of part of your journey of self-discovery
1: yes and i think i also sort of um i just i was like i can't think of anything more horrifying than doing like a super stereotypical like young divorced person thing and i was like this isn't stereotypical and now i'm sort of realizing that actually doing something kind of irrational and completely like off the beaten path and changing your lifestyle is actually exactly that so my mistake but um yes um it sounds so scary to me I have to tell so, you were,
0: were you were there moments when you were just terrified like oh my god what have I
1: done I am on a boat no this so was a huge mistake yes and also I didn't realize until I got on the boat because there are people who um live on very similar boats with like they're kids and some of them have small children, like babies. Both are so dangerous. So they're, they're the most dangerous. They're so dangerous. They're so much more dangerous than mm. I thought. I am never. I've had very few moments where I was scared because of something that was going on, but it's just you're constantly aware of how dangerous this it is because we're on a catamaran, which means it's it's flat and it has two holes that go into the water, and so the back. Is sort of open, and the sides are open. There's like um, safety bars, but you could fall over them. And the ones on the back, you generally kind of leave open. And it's just constantly. It's like, oh, somebody could fall off. And if they fall off after dark, if we're moving, like, good luck. Well, that's it. You're yeah. done. They're never gonna find you. Like that's like literally, like never. literally never. Like you never. don't have anything. Like how is the coast guard gonna? They're they're just. Not You're like, this is so dangerous. So, the, the most. <laughs> so the most. Dangerous.
0: I married a sailor. And let me tell you, it's terrifying. On one of our early dates, he took me out sailing. And I feel that it was almost like a rite of passage and an initiation. And, you know, there's some debate about whether this was intentional or not. But he capsized the boat. Or, or maybe the boat capsized on its own. And there I was, freezing and in the water, and we had to right this, like, like, you know, 20-something-foot mini sailboat, and um, I still married him. So, there you go. There you have it.
1: It it really is. They're really dangerous. beware of boats. They're very dangerous. (laughs) so dangerous. Anything (laughs)
0: can happen. So, I'm very happy that you're on land.
1: I'm on land. They are... Fun and too. you get a lot
0: of sun exposure too, which is get why lot we lot had to do your little microinfusion yes. facial.
1: You're going to have very
0: nice glass skin soon.
1: I'm really excited. I might be a little red right now, but it feels it feels really good. It feels sort of tight and firm yeah. in a nice way, not in a um, dry way, in a comfortable.
0: Good. It's going to be really good. It takes a so week. it takes a couple of days. Okay, good. Um, okay, what were like some of the top things you were looking forward to when you got back to civilization? from being lost at sea? I mean, not lost, found found at sea.
1: Uh, One of the first things I did was I bought a new pair of shoes. Okay. Okay, so essentials. Essentials. What kind of shoes? uh, I bought, it actually sort of wasn't essential. I bought black Chanel ballet flats because I... So just the bare essentials. Bare essentials. Everybody, are those not like completely essential? Yeah, those are like,
0: so we're talking desert island.
1: Yes, yeah, okay. I mean, I actually, I'm so, this is, <laughs> it should be embarrassing, it's not embarrassing to me, but I brought back a bunch of my clothes that I brought on the boat, because when I was packing, I was just like, oh, I might want this, but I, I have, like, a Versace bustier that has, like, a ton of boning in it, and it's black, and I'm like, I was going to Bahamas. Like, black what? doesn't go with
0: anything. Black doesn't <laughs> go with anything in the Bahamas,
1: and also, who, where, where, are gonna <laughs> wear? like, essentially, a
0: sashi corset
1: yeah <laughs> I, yeah it's completely insane cosign <laughs> yeah. and then i um i'm very much looking forward to going to the like typical new york restaurants like i'm ready to just go yeah what on your r- american bar okay i love american bar i just want the chicken peanut salad so good um, I might go to Polo Bar. I'm not sure if I'm in that vibe exactly. I don't know if I have the clothes to buy them out, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Polo Bar. I don't know what's here, what's in storage. Um, I am excited to do this. I'm excited to go to a nail salon. Um, and I'm really excited most of my friends are in New York, and so I'm excited to see everybody. I know you have a lot to catch up on. I have a lot to catch up on and a lot to catch people up on because there are some stories that I need to tell that you can't put in writing
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes for legal reasons this is a joke but um, um okay well um what what else besides your Versace boned corset that you brought on the boat was really not needed on the boat
1: Uh, that, well, you probably can't see, but on the chair over there is a double-sided cashmere coat. I probably did not need that on the boat. Um, I probably did not need a full-length pleated silk skirt. I probably... (laughs) You didn't have one friend who told you
0: that? I did,
1: but, like, I was just like, no, you just like, weren't ready. Just, to,
0: sometimes, if you're not ready to hear it, like it just isn't said.
1: I also, I I, I get that. I think, like, look, like this is in my chart. I am not. <laughs> I I just I I just like my stuff, and not in a. I mean, I suppose it is materialistic in a way, but it's not about like the excess of the stuff. I just am like, I just I just like my things, you know? I'm somebody who buys, I'll buy, like, any clothes that I buy, I'll wear for years and years because I just know what I like and I like my stuff. And I just was like, if I'm changing my whole life, like, I'm not, I'm not going to go without my stuff. And I couldn't bring my bags because they would get ruined on a boat. Well, there's too much risk of them getting ruined on a boat. Yeah, I get that. And so I had to just bring my... Emotional support, um, sheer silk.
0: <laughs> I, I get that. Um, okay, so let's rewind a little bit. You have had a lot of change in the past few years. Yes. You became this household name because you became really big on TikTok.
1: How, that's generous, but thank <laughs> you. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I'll take it I, I think I, so. yeah take I it think, take yeah, it I think everybody in America knows <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah um, so what was that like for you what, what was the TikTok what was the entree into TikTok like for you and what, do you, what does it feel like to have people who you don't know well know about your life and times on TikTok
1: so I was I had um Circumstance where the first TikTok I posted went viral. I did a day in my life. I was in Sun Valley at the time, where I have a house. As, where I have a house, um, and I um, posted a day in my life on TikTok, thinking like, oh, a few people will see it. Like it was fun to make. And the first one, I don't know how many. I haven't like looked back, but within four or five days, it had like eight hundred thousand views. And so I was sort of like, okay, well everybody I know, everybody who likes me, everybody who, like, I went to college with who thinks I was really annoying has seen this, so I might as well just, like, lean into it and see where it goes. Um, In terms of having people know about my life, I think I I feel pretty comfortable with it. Like, I I think it's very flattering and very... um, I, I I don't I, I, I like it but I, I think I like to think that I don't let any of that get to my head so much that i I, I hope that I haven't like become a monster um, and then I would say it can be difficult I um, got divorced last year and it has definitely been much more difficult just having i mean people will ask. Any question.
0: Oh, yeah. There are very few barriers. I've noticed that.
1: nothing.
0: I've noticed that.
1: People will ask... And it's not just me. I'm not, like, the victim of this. It's just... It's just just, uh, uh, the TikTok. Just the TikTok. And um, it's not... I don't feel obligated to answer them, but it can be just... Sometimes you're so emotionally exhausted from what's going on, and you open the app to like, you know, chill out and watch like, somebody do their makeup or do a dance or make a dumb joke or whatever. And it's just like all of these relentless personal questions. And you're just like, this is so overwhelming, even though you know, it's part of the job. It's part of, part of my work, but it has been very difficult and it's been very surreal. It's not, I didn't ever think that I would go through like a public divorce that was very interesting to a small niche of people
0: yeah so interesting i find that tiktok people are so rogue i mean sorry tiktok people (laughs) who are listening but my i feel like Instagram people are so nice. Whenever I post, like, a great before and after photo, they're, like, building me up. They're like, that was so awesome. That's so beautiful. You're so talented. And whenever I post the exact same video on TikTok, they're like, this is not the same person. Look at the third tooth from the left. It is clearly not the same person. And I'm like, where do you think I got that other person from?
1: I I was going to say, I would... I think that would actually make you an even more incredible surgeon. Yes. If I, if I <laughs> to
0: make a people second, look <laughs> so If sad. I had a whole
1: cloning operation out back <laughs> and I was like, exactly. in the fourth room, that's where I clone people. It's like, people. <laughs> they're trying to be insulting, but you're like, it's clearly the same person, and if it wasn't, that would be more impressive. I'm not ready. <laughs> this is in
0: pre-launch, and I am really not ready to talk about this yet, but, you know, link in bio. To follow. Um, I know, but I, I do yeah. find that there is like a little slight no, rogue yeah. element. It, it keeps it interesting though. I'll give it, I'll give TikTok that. It, like, there, keeps, it keeps you on the app. It keeps it really there's interesting. There's
1: always somebody feral, and there's always. Never know what's gonna happen next. Always a conspiracy theorist. Yes. Always a. It's
0: definitely, it gives slot machine, not vending machine. It's yes. like... Definitely unpredictable, but that's what leads to addiction, right? Yeah. You don't get addicted to potato chip chips. You get addicted to gambling. Yes. And or maybe both. So, sometimes, sometimes so. both.
1: Sometimes I both. I also will say I appreciate not all some people are just like mean and invasive, but I do think that sometimes people will comment something that kind of mean but like also pretty funny yeah
0: (laughs) yeah there's there's some sharpness of wit there so you have to appreciate that and also some of the songs are good like i do like the trending sounds yes and though i like how tiktok resurrects old songs from a long time ago and makes them happen again i agree like what are your favorite trending sounds on tiktok or like what have been some of your favorite good ones my
1: favorite actually i saw randomly the old um i like i like the ones where it's somebody just kind of making up like a dumb song about their life and then it becomes a trending sound i always think that's very funny and i like a lot of the oh yeah that's funny
0: i know i know what you're talking about yeah i i wanted to do one but i just like
1: yeah, there was. I'm one, not there yet. I don't want to say one because I am a once in a generation like anti talent at singing. So I don't, I don't sing. I won't do karaoke. I don't do any of it. I cannot sing. Um, you should do one. <laughs> but there's. I'm gonna be your hype
0: woman. You should re- you're really. You're really good.
1: I, I won't. I will. You're good. I will do most <laughs> things on camera. Singing is like the actual okay. one. <laughs> The James Corden show where they're like oh do you want to eat this worm or do you want to sing a TikTok song I'd be like protein <laughs> you should probably do one <laughs> um but then I like a lot of the um songs that sort of become viral because somebody who maybe signed to a label maybe isn't like just post um, like that girl oh. that had that like A B C D E F U oh, that like yeah. went crazy and I is, like, like that guy who um
0: the one um Brayden Bales, that one that Elise Myers yes, duetted. Yes, yes. I love that song. It's so cool. I, love that I song can't too. figure out how to play it but it's cool. I like it. Um, and I loved
1: um, when
0: Teenage Dirtbag became a thing yes. again. That was
1: so fun. That was very fun. And I liked whenever everybody I don't know if this was ever my favorite song, but I liked when everybody was doing the Reba Single Mom song. I thought that was very funny. Oh yeah, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs>
0: Um, okay so now I know this is like kind of more of a topic um, but what was it like for you to get divorced in the public eye um, because you're you're so young and yeah, it was and the world is so public yes social media and like kind of having all eyes on you and what that 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 is such a was, painful and emotional experience and yeah
1: it's from an emotional perspective it's both sides because some people are so just relentlessly mean and invasive and that's very hard but it's also so many people were so I I I, I want to say they were supportive of the divorce but they were supportive of of me, and I got so many nice messages, and that's been really helpful. And writing um, my Substack has been sort of a personal therapy of sorts, which is which is really cool. Um, but I think it's been difficult because I feel very protective of my ex. I was very careful even when we were together not to I don't think his identity was a secret but I didn't he never talked about our relationship in any sort of real personal terms only kind of that I was married and I never talked about like him in in an in-depth way and I think people sort of mostly were happy to kind of let him be and um that has been I think people are more interested in him after we got divorced because people are interested in knowing why which frankly that is more than one person's story right if if it were just something that had happened to me I would be happy to tell everybody but it didn't just happen to me it happened to my ex and less so to the people in his life but, you know, you know what I mean? It's not appropriate. Um, And it's, and I think that because I haven't gone into a lot of the details, people have sort of tried to find them. And I have a lot of guilt about that. I feel very bad that because of my job, that, that people are in his personal life and in his space. Um, And I think in a way that's been, I don't know, I just feel very protective of him.
0: Yeah, I can appreciate that. And I think that it's difficult to draw the line between public and private and sometimes explaining to people that like these things are on the table and these things are off the table. Yes. Uh, That can be tricky because sometimes people feel like they own all parts of you.
1: Yes, to me... I have, like, I sometimes will speak about my feelings about a situation, and people feel that that entitles them to all of the details of the situation, and I don't feel that that's true. I also think, like, humans are nosy. I'm also nosy, but I understand that just because I have a question, that does not give me the right to sort of speculate publicly or ask For every answer or try to do my own version of investigation into what those answers are right so like people's people's interest is is not offensive to me I think it's very very normal it's the the lack of kind of a boundary of we're both people and he is a person who is not chosen to share his life on the internet and so to me like doing a lot of looking into him is very similar to kind of like picking a random person who has like a private Facebook page and trying to find out everything about them. I know it's different but it just um, yeah it's, it's people are not good with boundaries all the time and I think the curiosity is very understandable but I also think that everybody has kind of a responsibility to go okay but is this something that it's fair for me to Try and find out the answers too. Right.
0: I heard you um, on a different forum talking about the inherent nosiness of people in the most sociologically interesting way that made it feel so intellectual. I almost <laughs> yeah. felt I almost felt like great about it. But you were talking about insiders and outsiders and how every every society is yeah. kind of. Predicated on this need for having this balance between the two, but could you summarize yes. that? I really liked how you said it,
1: and yeah, I don't want to butcher saying, it. I no. just feel
0: like it's best coming from you.
1: I was saying I was I was speaking, I think, specifically about kind of society in New York. But I was saying, you know, there's a lot of intrigue because there's money and there's glamour and there's these people who are photographed for Vogue and all of that. But every culture is predicated on it being difficult and you having to learn in order to assimilate that's that's what a culture is that's what traditions are and so it's not about being exclusionary in a rude way it's about every every culture um, every community you have to kind of learn the rules and make an effort to sort of do that and I said it's it's sort of the same thing assimilating to a new culture it's why it's difficult to change schools when you're a kid when you're in grade school and stuff because every school has its own kind of rules and system and this is cool and this isn't cool and in a way it would be very nice if we didn't have these boundaries but in a way also then we would lose everything that's unique about every, every community right like Americans love going to France because everything is so French and that's because of things that you have to really pay attention to learn, to understand, to, to be a French person um, or you have to grow up around them. And if we didn't have those things um, in, in any culture, in any niche, we just, we just wouldn't have any like, differences. It would be kind of boring. Right. And I
0: think that there's this delicate balance between showing respect to other people by code switching and, you know, you dress a certain way and have a certain type of demeanor to show that you understand the decorum of a situation and that's code switching but you don't want to assimilate so much that you become a pretender and somebody who you're not yes. And so there's kind of identity
1: and deference and it's well, very I mean, interesting it's really interesting it's actually um somebody the other day just i think just dm'd me and i just told them in like the dm but they were asking for advice because they were saying that they had grown up like first-generation college had gone to a good school and were now... I don't remember what they were doing, but they were going into either um, like investment banking or law or something like that. And they were like, what What should I do? And I... um To kind of learn how to fit in. And I was like, I think you should actually buy an etiquette book. And I don't think that you should do that because people are snobby or rude. I think you should do that because learning the etiquette in the same way that you've learned everything that made you be able to go to Yale and then Goldman or whatever whatever it was that they were doing will help you feel empowered in those social situations and those work situations to basically know what's going on. And that will help you find the confidence to be yourself in those situations because you won't feel like you're blundering the things that are... like. Subtle and not about personality.
0: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. And we think about, you know, I have six young children. And so everything I teach them makes me relearn all of these super basic lessons, like Mm -hmm. all the things that we take for granted as adults. There are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of tiny decisions that we make every single day, like which hand do you stick out to shake yes. somebody's hand, and do you push that door or pull that door, and when you're trying to send a letter, where do you write the return address, and which corner do you put the stamp in, and all of those little tiny things, which which paragraph do you indent, and, you know, where do you put the date on a letter, and, like these tiny tiny things these are all little components of grammar yes convention yes but also etiquette and i think that people sometimes dismiss polytest and behaving in a certain way as too frou-frou and frilly Mm -hmm. but
1: it's also a form of respect it's a form of respect and it's a form of it's it's designed to make people feel comfortable. And maybe there's a little bit of a barrier to entry, though politeness is about making your guests feel comfortable. But if we think about something like a dress code, when you put a dress code on an invitation, and I understand that sometimes nowadays people get a little too crazy <laughs> with this <laughs> they do dress codes more. And sometimes but, they're so hard to understand yeah. like cowboy chic and I'm yes.
0: like, What does that mean?
1: Like what? But, If you put a dress code that's basically easy to understand, that's a way that everybody can go into the event knowing that they're going to feel comfortable in terms of that their appearance isn't going to make them stick out in a way that's embarrassing. And it's not actually, in my opinion, about being rude or telling people what to do. It's about saying, like, if you want to, like, everybody's going to be wearing a cocktail dress to this event. And so now you don't have to stress about, maybe you're stressed about which one, because that's who you are, but you're not stressed <laughs> about, like, that's not you, that's you, not that's you. you. <laughs> but, like, you're not stressed about, like, I, am I going to look appropriate? And that actually, in my opinion, allows you to kind of be who you are in a way that, like, when we feel uncomfortable, our, our personalities don't come out and they don't shine,
0: yeah. I don't think I totally appreciated this stuff until I started raising children. And I literally think about scripts all day long, every <laughs> single day where I'm like, okay, now say please, say thank you, say, uh, say thank you so much to the taxi driver. Say, I really appreciate it. Say, have a nice day. Okay. Now we, we can go. <laughs> and it's like, God, you really have to starve from zero with kids. And, but adults are like that too. And, yeah. uh. Anyway, no, it's there you go. There you go. Um, okay, Mine the last thing okay, so I don't know, we just like we really gave a hard sell for etiquette. I know. I think it was uh <laughs> offer pro of nothing. Like no one really asked, but um but, but etiquette.
1: You know you can take the girl out of Texas.
0: <laughs> um, I grew up in California, so I don't so really have you an excuse. Know. I have no excuse. There's no etiquette there. No offense, but um, they don't need it because it's just fun there.
1: Yeah. No, it's you don't have to create structure in the way that in Dallas you have to kind of create. Yeah. Something.
0: Um, okay. The last thing that I want to talk to you about is um, your writing because yeah. you are really a polymath because you're multi talented in everything especially singing you just don't know it yet (laughs) Um, we're gonna close with a song but for now um, I wanted to say that you're really great in storytelling and the spoken word and I think your verbal narratives online but also you're really great as a writer and on Substack and your other written media um, and I wanted you to speak a little bit about um, writing and some of your goals and plans for your
1: writing? Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thank you so much. I love doing TikTok and I, I don't ever plan to stop, but I really um, am, am proud of writing and I feel so fortunate to make an income for writing because it's a very, very difficult thing to do. And I just, I, I really, really can't believe that it's something that I'm able, able to do because um, it's such an honor but um right now i'm working on a couple of books i um i'm working on they're they're different kinds we don't have to get into like the industry hullabaloo but i'm working on a memoir and i'm also working on a um sort of chiclet beach read novel that is do you remember bergdorf blogs yes so it's going yes. to be it's it's not based on Bergdorf Blondes, but it's going to be a, a Bergdorf Blondes for this generation vibe. That was that was set a in moment. New York City. Yeah, that, that was New uh, that was
0: a moment. That was a 21 moment. days, right? Yeah, God, that's a lot of maintenance for hair. Really? Yes. Because like, wasn't that the whole thing that like the really, the really good Bergdorf lawns had to touch up their roots every 21,
1: 21 days. And I remember also, uh, it was when, do you remember Jay's sisters? The, that's where, like, that was the first Brazilian waxing salon in New York oh, and it was like no. these Brazilian sisters. I, I actually only remember this from the book because I read it while I was in Waco, Texas, but I still <laughs> I, <laughs> remember I, I, I missed that in part. book, she said that she got a Brazilian wax every week. That's a lot. That's insane. Anyway, yeah. um, so I'm working on something lot. like that. But I think my goals are: um, I really like writing my Substack. I really like writing personal essay, um, and then I would really like to sort of transition into writing, um, in addition, uh, kind of fun, feel good. Not not all cotton candy, not all fluff, but sort of these these um. Novels for women. I think that there's a lot of. <laughs> I'm really speaking my book. I think that there's a lot of contempt in literature, uh, where where people say that it's like less serious. Um, these kind of fun books that women are interested in, and like no, I don't think that I'm Joyce Carol Oates or anything. Of course, but I um, I just I just don't think that that should be true. I don't think that we should be kind of nasty about just fun stories that that women enjoy and say that they're horrible. Not at
0: all. First, you know, for so long, I think industries that cater more toward women have been diminished. Mm -hmm. I think that you've seen that in beauty, cosmetics, fashion, and these are billion and trillion dollar industries, and they have been diminished and, you know, put on the sidelines. When Honestly, women not only have the spending power in American and worldwide households, but those industries make the world go round. And it's Mm -hmm. uh, ridiculous that, especially on the consumer side of things, most of those companies are run by men. But not only are men reaping the profits from those industries on one hand, but on the other hand, um, they're making decisions about those industries and then diminishing them in the zeitgeist so that it seems frivolous and trivial that women care about beauty or lipstick or fashion or you know chicklet even the term chiclet is so like frivolous yes it's like why can't it just be like books that are about female protagonists I you know completely what I mean? agree like and why then... can't it just be like light reading about female protagonists like nobody makes boy children feel bad for reading Harry Potter like that's like you know d word lit you know no one calls it d lit right i mean it's you call it chick lit and it's like it's that's also alliterate you know that's also like assonances that also would sound good yeah it's a little vulgar we're we're allowed to be a little vulgar now it's
1: 2023 yeah um, I Don't totally agree, cool. and it's also like yeah, when it's you really—it's like, yeah. Women's Month, right? It's Women's—it is women's, it's women's, history. Women's, women's History Month. Women's
0: History International Women's Month. Yeah. Or, I should know. To
1: me, every month yeah. is Women's Month. Oh, and so, good one!
0: Good one! Winning. Good
1: one! <laughs> oh my God, that um, was such a good one. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't—I wouldn't know about like when everybody else is celebrating. Okay, you celebrate it every day. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but it's also it's like when we really think about it, it's not like men's interests are all so profound and like I know, important. Right? Like men love dumb stuff. That's yeah. Probably actually, a genre.
0: We all have like this range of interests, right? Yes. You know, like yes. nobody talks about Joan Didion as part of Chiclet, but like, why isn't she part of Chiclet? She was right. a chick.
1: Yes. Since so she smart. And she is smart. I also think that most of the women who write very successful commercial fiction are very intelligent. I mean, it's kind of like whenever people, I mean, uh, there are valid criticisms of the, of the Jenner-Kardashians, that people are like, they have no talent. I'm like, they're very good at marketing. So good. So good. And they're, actually, marketing is difficult. It's very, especially to go from where they were to where they I mean, it's nobody else has done that
0: listen don't knock it till you do it right right um yeah I think so too well um I am so happy that you made it onto dry land that you you have um we're almost ready for your vocal solo maybe next episode
1: next time I'll come back and I'm so excited for my
0: skin. I'm really excited for your skin. You're also your lips are so plump and your lashes are so long. Yes. You have the full. You're gonna full. have the full glow up. It's gonna be so awesome with all the products, and um, I can't wait to hear about your next set of adventures. It's gonna <laughs> be amazing.
1: Thank you. I'm I'm excited. We'll see, that stories still being written <laughs> just, oh my I gosh I couldn't help myself
0: <laughs> no um that is that's probably a trending TikTok sound. <laughs> yeah um that was
1: a good show too.
0: um
1: okay well thank you so much thank and, you thank um, you for um, having me for thank you this, I am the best it was so much fun and I hope I can come back yes anytime all right
0: I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs>